So welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. We started there with the sounds of Dead in Latvia from Sheffield. Good friends of ours, actually. So uh, Terry, who uh, sort of helps... Well, he is Holy Spider, isn't he? Pretty much. There's probably a few of them. He's, he's quite sort of big in the Sheffield scene. He'll love us saying that, I'm sure. But yeah, this is his uh, two-piece band. And yeah, it's quite a surprise. I guess Terry's kind of let me know in the last few months that he's quite into math and kind of post post-rock kind of stuff but this is kind of a manifestation of both his metal side and and that i think and um, what do you make of this piece it's quite unusual isn't it but it's um yeah it's a blend isn't it i think yeah it reminds me of like a little bit you know like a grind version of that kind of manic experimental hardcore you'd see like in you know in upstairs in a pub like the cricketers arms as you feel that where you've got like two people a drum kit uh, a bass and a uh, like a big Casio in the in the front, and they just yeah. kind of make the most amazing racket. You know that mixed in with a probably a, a heavier, grindier sort of bassline. Then that's what this this reminded me of, which is a good thing. Yeah, had you listened to this one before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came out a few months ago. So this came out like I think it actually came out on my birthday this year, which is weird. But um, yeah, it's it just kind of blew me away when I got it, and yeah, the whole. The whole sort of release is just very tightly packed, really. It's got a lot of stuff going on, and you can kind of appreciate the work that's gone into this. It's it's not just kind of like a flash in the pan. It's it's like wow, this is quite an accomplished uh, piece of work. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was um, absolutely amazing. And uh, Terry mentioned that he he wouldn't mind us playing it, and I was like, yeah, why not? Um, so yeah, the uh, CD's uh, out now. Uh, it's called Multiverse Problems, and that was the song Fuck About Equals Find Out, which it's it's just brilliant. Like, the whole release has got a sense of humour to it as well. The rest of the podcast, uh, we've got nine songs as usual. Uh, we're going to go through uh, some pretty amazing stuff again. Like, I, I keep saying it every week, but there's like just so much good stuff coming out. Um, talking of which, this me- next band you've picked, Pete, from Russia. We're playing a lot of Russian bands at the moment. This is a band called We Drunk that you found. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... Eight minutes of brutality, but it's it's got kind of so many genres packed in as well. I found. Yeah, and you're right. Like I, I've realised, it's like I need a weekly Russian sludge fix yeah. at the moment, um, which is no bad thing. You know, bring it on. <laughs> I, I'd happily find like one it, track. So. Yeah, what one, one track to play every week? Um, and I'll always like this type of music, as I always say on this podcast. You know that I'll always listen to sludge and doom. And I think to begin with, when you first this is fairly straight up good sludge but actually the the longer it goes on you know the more they, they kind of really fill out the eight nine minutes that it goes on for and it goes like you know it gets it gets a lot it gets better it gets more interesting it goes like deeper down the cave it's you know so it's much darker as a result yeah i don't know it has this slight airy ghostly feel um it gives it this kind of dark mystique which is almost like psych slight psych over the top of this raw heaviness and, and even though that's a contrast it complements it perfectly to make this you know just really good sludge yeah i mean they give you like moments to breathe but then they go straight back into the heaviness and i think the vocals really stand out on this as mm. kind of desperate and you can just imagine them live just kind of gurning as they kind of <laughs> deliver all this it's, it's very sort of strident confident stuff isn't it yeah, yeah, perfect. I think it's like dual vocals. Yeah, dual vocals towards the end. I think, um, and yeah. that, I mean, again, that, that's your, uh, a sludge joke almost, or it was, you know, say 15, 20 years ago in the kind of underground, you'd always see these sludge bands with the kind of, 
you know the contrasting vocal says they bring that here it's it's all those elements but it's it's you know it doesn't sound tired anyway it sounds fresh and exciting and i'll, I'll always love music like this yeah i'm i'm quite interested to see um what else they release because i mean this is just a single uh, eight nine minute track um and they seem to have only released something um probably about last year called just a self-titled ep called we drunk yeah so this is called eight and yeah you can find it at we drunk bandcamp.com
so we're going from the, uh, the, the heaviness of, of weed drinking something I, I can't quite put my finger on with this next band. They're called uh, Satan, brought to you by the amazingly uh, titled label Gene Teen Creamers, who I think we've played stuff from before. I think they put out a, a band called Holy Grinder that we've played a few times uh, on the podcast. But yeah, this, this band are kind of like, I couldn't quite get a handle on where they wanted to be, but I just loved it. Like the sort of combination of almost like relapse, like early 2000s metalcore with a bit of classic metal thrown in and a little bit of sludge thrown in, a little bit of hardcore thrown in. It, it's kind of, it takes in so many influences, but manages to sound quite original, I thought. Yes. And yeah, you know, and sometimes, you know, you can get this mix of styles and it's, and like you say, not sure where the try to be. And, and you, I'm not even sure the band are, you know, aware, but actually this, this feels like it's because it's original and it's taking all those, you know, and trying to create something new. And the fact that there is that, you know, it's got this slight oddball nature to it, even within a bit of, say, like the lighter Dillinger escape plan moments. Yeah. You know, I picked out kind of different styles as well, maybe slightly different view as well, but I think that kind of just speaks to how varied it is. And maybe like, like Screamo, even post-punk and hardcore, you know, yet with all that, even when it kind of quietens, it, it doesn't give any respite. It's, it's endlessly restless. It really struggled to to kind of nail what it, what it what it was, but knew that that was a great thing, you know, at, at the same time. Yeah, I think the the whole release is, is kind of very um, intense. It doesn't really let up for the whole, uh, I don't know, like there's a, there's a tape version of this, and I imagine it's just like exhausting to listen to um, all at once. But yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of bands from maybe, I don't know, like mid-2000s, maybe like Coliseum or Doom Riders or someone like that. You know, it's, it's kind of that hardcore influence, sludgy stuff. So yeah, I just thought it was really special. Really like mm. this. Um, no idea where they're from, but uh, Gene Teen Creamers are based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And yeah, um, you can get the tape. There's only about uh, 14 left, I think. So um, yeah, as, as ever, like I always say, be quick. Uh, and you can get this at genescenecreamers.bandcamp.com. The song's called Verdus Fanica. <laughs>
So talking of the influences from the last band, Satan, um, this next band, Old Blood, I think they've got a little bit of um, of that going on as well. I think there's there's maybe a bit of uh, hardcore or maybe like even crusty stuff uh, hanging about here. Certainly towards the end of this track, you've you've found this band and they're, they're, they're from London. I've never heard of it before. Are they new to you as well? Yeah, yeah, we got sent it for review and um, you know through to our email account and loved this. You know immediately, you know that that bright and jaunty opening riff which you know bluesy opening riff i should say which is um you know from the world of stoner rock but with a you know with the thickness of sludge applied and like like you say there's bits of bits of hardcore maybe a bit of post metal in there as well across the whole song that there's all the all the traits of like the quintessential quintessential british sludge of you know the last 10 20 years which is why that scene has been so vibrant for so long because it's strange to say it mixes styles when you're talking about Doom and Sludge and Stoner, but there's been a lot of great bands that do that in, in the UK. With Old Blood adding their own kind of elements to that, as you described, then this just makes us, you know, this is the music we've lived on and, and been to gigs for and, and promoted gigs for, over, you know, since we've been doing this. And uh, there's just, an, you know, another band to add to that great uh, great scene. Yeah, and I think the um, the song that we're going to play, Nuclear Blues, Obviously, has like hallmarks of wizard in there at points as well. There's like definitely a mm-hmm. that that kind of over overdriven kind of foggy guitar tone that sort of over overbears electric wizard's music really, and it's it's kind of there in spirit here. Um, but I'd say that the opening track to this as well, this this album's called Arms to the Sky. The opening track is is crazily varied as well. So it it's a real one to get into. This one it's it's a real kind of experience and I, I'm so impressed I can't believe we've not heard of him before to be honest because they seem to have been around for a little while so I'd, I'd say people immediately need to check this out I mean it's it's just great it's just kind of blown me away a little bit and, and so late in the year as well it's coming out on like December the 4th and yeah it's just one of those one of those ones that hits you square in the eyes and you're just like right okay yeah um, I need to rethink my albums of the year sort of thing. I mean, the lists have been coming out for about a month now, and I just can't believe that people can make uh, yeah. claims like, oh yeah, this is, I'm cutting off um, on the, the 1st of November <laughs> yeah. for the whole year. It's like, right, well, you've missed this. Yeah. <laughs> Quite yeah. frankly. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're going to play the song Nuclear Blues, um, and I would urge you to go and uh, find this at weareoldblood.bandcamp.com.
it's not often that we get sent a, a band from Sunderland uh, in the UK, but here we are. We've got a band called Yersin Next, who sent us their record Guilt last week, and uh, yeah, sort of said, see what you think of this. And yeah, it's great. It's kind of uh, grindcore influenced, kind of a little bit hardcore in there, a little bit death metal in there. And yeah, I, I just thought it was a solid release. I mean, it's 10 tracks of just pretty harsh but incredibly well produced heavy music so yeah i just thought it was quite an interesting release what did you make of this one pete uh, yeah i liked it i was looking him up actually because the name's familiar i think i came across him on a compilation like a raw nerve type compilation or something like that um, a couple of years back and but that's all i'd heard and when you sent me this i, I hadn't realized they'd put anything out so i you know it's good to hear the whole album but hear more from them and you know, in amongst that kind of bit of crust and a bit of grind and thrash, as you know, as you mentioned, there's, I think at its best, uh, this album, there's bits where it kind of t- almost approaches like that European blackened hardcore sound, you yes, know, like, definitely. like, like uh, when it's like, wouldn't be out of place on Throat Rooney Records. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a bits, it's really kind of expansive and kinetic because it's, you know, just on it, the pace is, you know, full on, but it, it maintaining that atmosphere despite the pace of it. Um, and vibrant, yet it's still dark and heavy and full of anger. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed with this. Yeah, I'd say um, they're, they're kind of maybe um, on a par in terms of like attitude um, and and kind of just just like the vibe that they're giving off to sort of fellow northeast band uh, Geist. Like it's got that kind of raw hardcore thing to it as well so yeah mm-hmm. i thought this was quite interesting so yeah simple as that really you can get this at yearsinofficial.bandcamp.com uh, and we're going to play a song which references peep show which is always always a plus for me uh, called executioner's bong
Okay, so the next one we're going to play, uh, I think this is absolutely amazing. Like, it's got such a good theme to it and such a well-realised concept. So, Pete, you found this band called The Brothers Keg, and it's just brilliant, isn't it? It's It's got such a sense of humour to it, but it's also, unironically, I'm saying this as well, absolutely amazing. It's it's so good. I, I yes. can't even describe it. It's so it's like a concept album about I don't know, like um almost like it's got shades of He Man about it. It's got <laughs> shades of Conan about it. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. So how did you find we, this one? Well we got sent it um in I don't know, September I guess and I listened to it and I enjoyed it but it didn't fully click with me and I, I don't know why. Um and I, I kind of had a feeling it was something I should go back to, but didn't until uh, this song appeared on the APF Records, which is the kind of the Manchester label, puts out like, like, lots of stoner rock and doom in the UK. They did a, a sample, you know, of all the stuff they uh, put out this year. So, you know, I gave that a listen. I went back to this track and I thought, wait a minute, I've, I've missed it. You know, I really have missed this here. And that inkling that, you know, inkling that I needed to come back to this was right. And when I, you know, this track in particular is so, like I say, it's that, that concept and its length and the kind of the stoner and the, the, the kind of hard rock and the, you know, the the heavy doom. Um, I loved it. And I, it just it amazed me I didn't get that, in the, you know, the first time around. So, I mean, it, there's, the, I mean, the drummer's um, a guy called Tom Fife, who I know was in Stubb, and I think he's in other bands as well, you know, a lot of those right. kind of London stoner rock bands, you know, kind of who were all linked, like Trippy Wicked and Stubb and that lot. So, you know, there's a pedigree there. It has that weird opening of the kind of, the grand voice doing the spoken word over the top, which actually reminds me of um, Julian Cope on the uh, yeah. Sun uh, White One album yeah. on, uh, on the song My Wall, where he's speaking, you know, in that very strange dialogue he gives throughout that. You know, it, 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 rem- it straight away kind of thought, that's what this is. And maybe that, maybe first time through, that's what's through me because that's all I was thinking about. But actually, when, you know, it, it's, it builds that concept because this is the first track on the album, I think. And so it builds that immediately. And then, you know, musically after then, you've got, it's kind of stone of doom, but it's got, like, it's got emotion in there, which which grabbed me. There's there's these really kind of gruff moments in there. Then there's these brilliant straight-up stone of rock kind of riffs in the middle. The whole thing is, is a wonder. I think, like, the best way I could possibly describe this is it's almost like a stone of rock band struggling not to become a power metal band. At points, <laughs> it's got that concept to it, and it, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if you've heard that band. I think they might even be from Sheffield called Balsagoth. They've got that very. They they build yeah. a mythos of their own. They had, they had maps in their album covers and stuff. They, they made up, you know, stories about this this world they'd made up. Like the world building was like very Dungeons and Dragons sort of thing. Yeah, and it's not. While it's not as cheesy as that, and not as um, wildly involved as that, it's still got that kind of. Okay, they've created their own little narrative here, and it's absolutely brilliant. And they've realised it so well. I don't think it crosses into kind of like cringy territory at all, which is so yeah. easily done. Yeah, yeah. No, not cheesy. Not you know, it doesn't feel yeah. tongue in cheek or you know, taking the piss or anything like that. It feels genuine, and it you know, you never kind of it's never cringy or anything like it. Is it's pitched perfectly in that sense. Yeah, I think that's a delicate balance to find, and I think they've managed to do it. So, I mean, the album's called Folklore, Myths and Legends of the Brothers Keg, and you can get it at thebrotherskeg.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play the opening track, which is a nine-minute epic, I'd say, called Moorsman. Ancient sacred stones crack and creak as co- 
castles of glacial ice melteth. From their celestial homestead, the three cloaked anchorite barons of the Arcane, the brothers Keg, gallop towards the source of terrible screams. White hoofs tear in sodden mud, teeming with surging seas of psychic power. Skeletal forms burn toxic green. Vacant eyes lit with everlasting hellfire.
So, uh, we're back uh, with the Sludge Lord again. Uh, so Sludge Lord Records put out so many decent releases. We haven't played them for a while, I can't think why, but um, yeah, they're, they're just like a constant source of amazing music from Sheffield. Uh, second Sheffield um, sort of mention on this podcast, why not? This next band uh, from Denmark, and they're called Beth Mora. Uh, Pete, so you, you found this one, and it's, it's dark, it's heavy, it's sludgy. I think it just kind of ticks all the boxes that we look for, like... Uh, some other releases on this podcast. I could list this out. If, if I'm in the right mood, this is perfect. You know, it's like impossible not to kind of, to love it. Uh, yeah, other times, if you know, if you've got to be in the right, you know, I struggle with it. You've got to be in the right frame of mind. It's that real kind of desperate doom and sludge, you know, with really brought out to kind of portray that kind of pain and, you know, emotional hurt that they kind of you know it feels like they're imparting on the music when i'm in the mood for this it's it's brilliant it's like the kind of it's like primitive man and cult's blood have had a child and it's you know it's got spiritual relations in say the indian and uh lord mantis you know those bands real kind of pushing the extremities of doom and where that can go which is a great area to be in you know there's still bands trying to do that but struggling to kind of get that get that kind of emotion in such horrible you know surroundings and then beth moore would do that and then this song it's nine minutes long as it as it needs to be you know to to, to it needs to be long to, to fit all of that in and to kind of stretch it out and to kind of put you through it all but then right at the end it kind of like a dying star blast you know a blasting fit of power and like i don't know rotten defiance yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then with all that as well, it's like, there's this slight synth- synthesized effect uh, in and out of it, which gives it kind of just slightest tinge of like astral grandeur as well. So all of that packed in. I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, have you heard their demo? Because apparently this is the first thing they've done since 2016 when they did the demo. No. No. Yeah. Apparently it's a massive improvement, like in terms of the sound, and I, I just love it. It's like it's got such depth to it. And such, like that dying star comment was perfect. It's just like that elongated, downtrodden sound that you, you kind of want from this kind of music. It's sometimes what you need, isn't it? This this kind of music. Yep. Yes, definitely. So yeah, another tick for the Sludge Lord, as ever. Um, the band are called Beth Mora. The album's called Thresholds, and we're going to play the opening track. And for eternity, they will devour his flesh.
sometimes you kind of come across a band and you think, where have I heard that sound before? Or, you know, wh- where's, where's their kind of influence from? And I could not put my finger on this until a, a few listens in. But this band called Meth, and um, they're on a label called uh, Silent Pendulum Records from New York. And I just thought, it, it's almost like a spiritual, dark um, version of Daughters, like early Daughters. I don't know if you, you got that kind of same vibe off this one, Pete. I'm kind of less into, you know, that area of music than you are. So I, I kind of had Dylan do Escape Plan, which is my kind of, That's probably a bit, a bit of a catch-all. Yeah. It's but, a bit yes. in the ground, that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, I get that. I, I do. That's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, they've um, they put this record out called I Love You slash The Children Are Watching. And it's just a very intense, wriggly kind of, metal corey kind of thing but with a bit of grind influence as well i think this this label have put out a lot of interesting bands from that kind of ilk they've put a band called the number 12 looks like you who were sort of big in the sort of mid 2000s playing this kind of music as well so it's definitely got the spirit of like robotic empire and all those labels from that time that were putting out you know combat wounded veteran and things like that and it's yeah i just love the fact that that has kind of continued because you kind of think sometimes that that whole genre was almost a flash in the pan like there were so many big bands for such a short amount of time and a lot of them have vanished and mm. then you find bands still making this kind of music and it's still stunning so yeah, yeah and what i like about this as well this one up. yeah for, and while there is that kind of template there that it, what i particularly like is how it almost dissolves into this mess of sludgy noise and whirlwind guitars and effects by the end as well so it doesn't just follow kind of that you know this um well template from from 15 20 years ago it it, it just it's unexpected um so that's great as well yeah um i got a little shades of tent uh, trencher as well if you remember them from london yes the, uh, the known as casio grind kind of music legendary kind of live shows i think they're almost like the british answer to kind of uh lightning bolt or locust kind of things. yeah the locust yeah. Is, is a good a good one but um, yeah, I think this is a bit less jokey and a bit more kind of rage-inducing kind of stuff. So um, yeah, full marks for this. It's a band called Meth. So yeah, you can get this at silentpendulumrecords.bandcamp.com and we're going to play a song called Ascend and Dispose. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
So psychedelia is something that we're a big fan of on this podcast and uh, this next band are no exception. So Pete, you found a band called uh, Anunnaki who've done this incredible split uh, with a band called uh, The Band Whose Name Is A Symbol. Um, yeah, I mean, where did you come across it? Was it sent for review or...? It was, and it's. I think it was released earlier in the year um, by the bands, but it's been put out on vinyl by the brilliant uh, Cardinal Fuzz, mm. uh, kind of the UK psych label, um, and they're putting it out now. So they, you know, we got uh, it sent from, for review um, through to our emails from them, and yes, it's two sides of thirty-minute songs. I think, and they've got this huge, you know, twenty-nine-minute track. I think it is, which you just you sit back and. Um, absorb, you know, as with the best of psych. And what I, I, I like about this band, that they, even that, you know, you can have 29 minutes on psych songs which don't go anywhere and don't do anything. And this has, you know, that repetition, the kind of, you know, the frequency is part of it. Um, and then there's no difference, you know, they they bring in those elements. But on their band camp, they kind of got a list of their influences, what they sound like. And as you know, there's, there's like Alice Coltrane and Kraftwerk and Sun. But also like Motorhead and uh, they say, and, and there's one bit where they say like New Age and black metal influences together. Yeah. So th- that kind of almost prepares you for um, the fact that it's going to be slightly different, you know. And there are passages in this where it kind of explodes outwards, um, and you know, despite all the you know the the cosmic signals of the of, of the opening, I think it's like twelve minutes. You know it, that goes on. It. It's ne- it's never agitated, but it's always prodding at your consciousness. It's never allowing you to kind of just go, you know, almost forget there's music on, which you know, kind of some of it can do, some of this type of music can do. And then when it does bring that heaviness, and it, like I say, it's around the twelfth minute. It, it, it's not um, it's not a complete surprise, you know. It's it's not it's not suddenly jolting you out of your chair, <laughs> but it is it is this perfect release. It sounds massive and glorious. I mean, I I stuck it on several times, and I think the the other side we should probably say the other side's equally as good. I mean, Anunnaki, I think it, it it was it was a tight choice, wasn't it, between the two? Because it's just, I mean, both sides are just so good. But we can't play an hour of music on a, <laughs> a podcast that's only ever really an hour long. Um, but yeah, the song we're going to play, which is called the Archaeus Cycle, it it kind of goes through three almost chapters, and I think you can kind of. You can definitely tell when it moves into each one, but it's not like a, a sort of a clear split. It's not like okay, we finished that bit, and now we're doing this bit. It kind of it melds into it, and like you said, I think yeah, it's one to absorb and it's one to kind of. I, I keep saying this, but I'd love to see this one live as well. I think they yeah. do an amazing job. I never heard of this band before. They're from uh, Nanaimo in British Columbia, and yeah, kind of blew us away really. So yeah, you can get this at uh, anunnakibc.bandcamp.com. You can find it through Cardinal Fuzz Bandcamp. Like I say, we're going to play an excerpt, I think, uh, from the 29 minute Archaeus cycle, parts one to three. <laughs> 